This is a shear on Likutei Sichais, Chelek Chav Gimel, the Sicha of Chag Hashavuos. Sicha starts as follows: The Rambam paskins mitzvah sasel kol yishvi ishmi yisrael. It's a positive mitzvah on every single Jew. Lichtev sefer terlatz, may to write a sefer ter for himself. Shenemar. It says in the end of the Vodim, now you should write for yourself this song. Kaloimar says Ramam, this means to say, It doesn't mean just write the song. Write the Torah which contains this song, the song of the portion of Azinu. If we don't write the Torah in chapters. So if you gotta write a uh, if you need to write the Shira, it means you have to write the whole Sefer Torah, because you can't just write that portion. I says continues even though his fathers may have left him a it's a mitzvah to write one of his own. If he wrote it with his own hands, it's as if he received the Torah from Har Sinai. And if he doesn't know how to write, occasionally others write. Anybody who edits. In other words, there's something unfinished with it, and he finishes even that one letter that makes it a complete sefer It's as if he wrote the whole sefer Because before he finished that letter, it was not a valid sefer and finishing that letter made it valid. So we have the Shiloh. Since writing a sefer is a positive commandment upon each and every person, if so... Have you ever seen that every person that you know has fulfilled this mitzvah? Why don't we see that we try to fulfill this mitzvah and even to write it personally by hand, like the Rambam indicates that writing it by hand yourself is a sign that it's, uh, it's as if you received it from Sinai. So even though about that aspect of actually physically writing the Sefer Torah yourself, there is room to say that if you're not the best Sefer in the world and there's somebody who does better writing than you, especially the writing has to be exact and so on. So you have to forego that reward for writing, a, writing it yourself and then it's considered as if you got it from Harsina. You have to forego that and give it to somebody who can do a better job because we know there's a concept of this is my Hashem and I have to beautify him. Chazal learned from this. We have to beautify ourselves before him with the mitzvahs, to do the mitzvahs in a, the most beautiful way possible. So if you're not the best safer, <laughs> for sure, if you don't even know how to write like a safer, for sure not. But even if you are a safer, there's somebody who does a better job, so it's, it would be better to have him to do it. I we know that there's a concept of mitzvah by Yeshua It's always a mitzvah to do something yourself rather than get a proxy, rather than get somebody else to do it for you, a representative, a messenger. So according to the way that Tavua is sure, the commentary called Tvoyashir explains the concept of why is it a mitzvah to do something yourself more than appointing somebody else to do it. It's because when you appoint somebody else, it seems as if you don't want to have that personal um, um, bother. So you delegated it because you... Now that's not nice when it's talking about a mitzvah. It's not covered, it's not respect for the mitzvah. So therefore, usually for mitzvahs, if you have an opportunity, do it yourself. Or relegate, delegate to somebody else. We say, do it yourself. Show honor for the mitzvah. However, in a case where the fact that you're delegating to somebody else is in order to actually beautify the mitzvah more, to add respect for the mitzvah. So then we wouldn't say it's a mitzvah to do it yourself over your uh, delegate, your delegate. 
So if here we're talking about the concept of writing a sefer by giving it to somebody else who does a better job, who's a lavlar uman, a professional scribe, so then there wouldn't even be that concept of better to do it yourself than to delegate. Because the, the, the reason to, not to delegate with the mitzvahs is to give honor to the mitzvahs. Here the reason to delegate is for exactly the same reason, to give honor to the mitzvah and have a better handwriter, better safer. But that doesn't answer the first question we've asked. Because we haven't even found that there should be a, uh, an across-the-board effort that everybody should have a sefer that somebody else at least writes for him. And we haven't even seen that people make an effort that they should um, at least be magia, they should at least um, amend a sefer to make it kosher, and in that way it will be considered as if they wrote those sefer themselves. We don't find that. Of course we find that sometimes people give sefer but it's a big to-do event. It's, it's, not, it's not standard. If it's a mitzvah, I mean, it should be that every bar mitzvah boy, as soon as he gets bar mitzvah, he has to write himself a sefer Torah. We don't see that. How do we explain that? So the Rebbe has various answers in other places. You see in the, in the Hare, the Rebbe sends to, um, um, the Rebbe sends, the, the previous page, the Rebbe sends to other sikhs. But now we're going to focus on what the Rebbe says here in this sikh base. So simply we could say that the minig Yisrael, that we don't, um, you know, we don't uh, make it obligatory for every single person to write a sefer follows the opinion of the Rosh, Rabbi Rosh. What does the Rosh say? The Rosh says that the obligation of writing sefer that applies to everybody, this was in B'dayrus HaRishenim, in the earlier generation, show your case in sefer that they used to write a Torah scroll and learn in it. They used to learn in physical Torah, that's what they learned. But Ha'idna, but now, nowadays, in the time of the Rosh, the Rosh was almost a thousand years ago, Nowadays, where we write a sefer and we leave it in the shul, only to be read in public. So it's not actually used for personal study. So in that case, to these days, where the sefer is only used in public reading, so now it's a mitzvah, for every Jewish, that can afford it, to write chumashim, to write books of Torah, or Mishnah and the Mishnah, Ugemara, Upirushah, and their commentaries, La Hagis Bemhu, one of Shahina's children can study them. They can have those books to study. Because the whole mitzvah of the writing the Torah is in order to learn in it. As the Torah says, write this song and place it by the Bnei Yisrael, put it into their mouths. In other words, they should verbally enunciate words of Torah based on the book, on the, scro- on the scroll of Torah that's been written. So this is achieved through the Gemara, which we have now in the form of books, and the commentary on the Gemara. He will know the explanation of the mitzvahs and the laws with their, you know, in a proper way. So that becomes the Svar in the book, that a person is commanded to write. So the Rosh basically says, now that we, can, we actually have books, <clears throat> we don't actually use Torah scrolls for learning. You have to do. It's a mitzvah to provide yourself with things that you're able to learn from. In the time of uh, previous times, time uh, what, what the Rambam is quoting from, the, the Gemara times, you have to do it from a mission. From a, uh, it was done. People learned in Torah scrolls. Now that we don't learn Torah scrolls, you have to provide books that people do learn Torah from. And so Paskins, the Mechaber, the author of the Shulchan Aruch. Rabbi Yosef Karo, and he writes these days, quoting the Rosh, 
these days it's a mitzvah to write the Chumashim of Torah, the books of Torah, and the Mishnah, the Gemara, and their commentary. Now, there's an argument about how to understand what the Shulchan Aruch says. Some opinions say that now the mitzvah is only with Chumashim, Mishnah, and Gemara. There's no mitzvah to write a Sefer Torah anymore. Other opinions say, no, there is a mitzvah to write a Sefer Torah as well. That mitzvah still stands, but there is a mitzvah. Um, also, there still is a mitzvah now to write a Sefer Torah if you're able to actually write a real Sefer Torah. But there's also a Mishnah to write those books of explanation. But the Rebbe here is going with the opinion that learns in the Shulchan Aruch that the Rosh, who says these days we provide Chumashim and Mishnah and Gemara, it is, that is the way the mitzvah of writing Sefer is fulfilled, and it's not a mitzvah anymore to write a Sefer Torah. That's the, the, the path that is following. But it's not enough um, just to say that, because when we look what the Shulchan Aruch says about these Sfarim, you know, the, the Chumashas, the Mishnayas, in the Lashon and the language of the Rosh and the Shulchan Aruch, it says that it's a mitzvah to write Chumashim and Mishnayas and so on. But we've never found that anybody should make an effort to write these books or even to hire somebody to write these books or to get a book that needs fixing and at least fix the book so it's considered as if you wrote it in order to fulfill the mitzvah of writing these books. I mean, right? The, the Rosh didn't say there's no mitzvah to write. He says these days it's a mitzvah not to write a Torah because the Torah we don't actually use, but it's a mitzvah to write other svarim. Have you seen anybody ever fulfill this mitzvah? And even though, of course, we understand that after the Rosh wrote his commentary, we then afterwards, printing started becoming uh, available in the world. And most Jews buy books that are printed. So even if we say that the language of the Rosh and the Shochnach, that you have to write Chumashim, also includes, well, get the written word out, even if it means printing, because printing today is in place of writing. However, you can't say that buying a complete safer is like hiring a scribe to write for you a real Torah scroll. Especially, who usually prints the Sfarim? In many cases, the Sfarim are printed by a non-Jew even. So it's not like he wrote the safer for you as if the counterpart in writing a real sefer as if the sefer is writing for you. And we don't find anybody that really asks. They want to make sure they're using a, a, a sefer that was printed by a Jew or not. So it's not like they wrote. So how does that fit what the, what, what the Rosh says? Now it's a mitzvah to write chumashim. How does that fit with our reality where we're buying printed books? Moreover, the Ramah on his commentary in Shulchan Aruch, he says that if you bought a Sefer Torah and you didn't fix anything, it was fully ready already. It's like you grabbed a mitzvah from the marketplace and you didn't fulfill your obligation in actually doing, doing the mitzvah. The mitzvah was already done and you just got a hold of the Sefer Torah. It's not enough if you bought a finished product. You have to actually buy something that you finish. Which, by the, which is not, as the says, like the opinion of Rashi and the Mukei Yosef, who say that even if you bought a finished Sefer Torah, you also fulfill the mitzvah. It's not the choice mitzvah, but you've done the mitzvah. So how can you be Yetzah, the mitzvah, of writing Chumashim through buying finished Sfarim? Remember, there's 
There's an opinion that says, even with a real Sefer Tere, if it's already finished, you didn't finish it, you didn't do the mitzvah. So with Sfarim, that should be a parallel. That today, when the mitzvah is to buy Sfarim, it should be that you have to actually write part of it, or, 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 or edit it or something. So we need clarity in this whole thing. So it would seem to say, well, we could say just very simply, we could tie these two arguments together. And it would seem to say that this is actually the argument in the Ramam and the Rosh. In other words, the mitzvah to write a sefer The Rambam says you have to write a Torah scroll. And that's why, in other words, you need action from the person. The writing. And if he does not write, others write for him. You edit, you fix the sefer but that's as if you wrote the whole thing. You can't fulfill your obligation by buying a sefer You have to do the action. That would be the Rambam. The Rosh would say, no, the mitzvah of writing a Torah is to learn in it. So all you need is to have the actual Torah. And today, you don't have to actually write them. And today we have that with books. So in other words, the argument, we could neatly tie these two arguments together. The Rambam who says you have to actually write a Torah scroll is because he says you actually have to actually write. And therefore, he would be the opinion if you bought it already finished, it's no good. The Rosh who says the mitzvah is actually not to write, but the mitzvah is actually to have Sfarim. So he would also be of the opinion that you can buy it ready-made also. Because you just need the finished reality to be able to learn from. Says the Rebbe, but it doesn't divide neatly into do these two arguments. Because the Rosh, the way he says it, he doesn't say, I argue on the Rambam. He says that this was the way, the way the Rambam says you actually have to write a cemetery, this is the way it was in the early generations. And then he says, well, what the Rambam says, what we did then, which is the early generations... Today, we do it differently. In other words, he's not coming to argue on the Rambam. The Rambam, you said, is a mitzvah to write. I say it's a mitzvah just to learn. No. He's just clarifying to say that even when the Rambam spoke about the mitzvah to write a Sefer he's talking about a particular time when they actually used to use the Sefer Torah. Right? Um, and he says, these days... That same thing that Rambam is talking about, we would do it by her, writing Chumashim and Mishnayas and Gemara and so on. So, we, in other words, we're now going to have to understand that the, um, according, both according to the Rambam and according to the Rosh, the mitzvah is to learn the Torah. Right? So, if, if so, why is there an opinion that buying a finished Torah is not okay? And another one is the buying finished Torah is okay. So we have to understand, are you, what's, what's the reason for that opinion that you're yaitzah the mitzvah by just buying a Sefer Torah? Of course, even though if you actually did it yourself, you did a bigger mitzvah, but buying it is fine. Or, why does the Ramah, what's the difference between that shit of Rashi and the Ramah shit that says, no, if you, if you didn't write it, you bought it fully finished, it's no good. So we're going to have to understand what's the, uh, wh- why is that machlekas? What is it based on? The Dalit. In order to understand this, first we have to in generally understand an explanation in what the Rosh is saying and the way the Shulchan Aruch brings a Psaq. It sounds very, very um, interesting. The Torah says to write a Sefer Torah. Comes the Ramah and says, comes the, sorry, the, the Rosh brought down the Shulchan Aruch and says, these days, we do it differently. 
How can you make a create a chidush? How can you make something new in a mitzvah? I say a positive mitzvah in the Torah that should change based on time. And nowadays we do it differently, different than what it says openly in the Torah. Now, even though the Rosh himself says because the mitzvah of learning of writing a Torah is in order to learn the Torah, okay, but that's the intention of the mitzvah. But the actual deed of the mitzvah, the Torah says what to do: write yourself a sefer Torah. So how does that change? Hey, so the Rebbe says, here's what we could say the explanation. The fact that right after the Torah says, write for yourself a Sevitera, the Posse continues and says, that the Tachlis, the purpose of the mitzvah, is to teach the Mitzvah, to put it in their mouths. As we also understand from the entire continuation of the Parsha, that the Indian of writing the Sevitera is in order to fulfill the instruction of Sima Bifim, to put it in their mouth. That the Torah should be for them, for them an aid, like a witness, even in the time when, as further predicted in Zazinu, Vinyatsuni, they will anger me, Vehefris Brisi, they will repel my covenant, repeal my covenant, break my covenant. We need the Torah to be there, says the Torah. So Rosh learns from here that the Torah spells out what we need the Torah for to be there, to be taught by the Yidden, to be learned by the Yidden, to be as a witness in the later times. But the writing is just actually not the real definition of the mitzvah. It's just a, uh, a necessary part of the mitzvah. For example, Terry says you should write these words of the Shemaim on, write them on the doorposts of your house and of your gates. Well, the mitzvah is not to write. The mitzvah is to fix the mitzvah. What bracha do you make when you put a mezuzah on your door? You thank Hashem for the mitzvah, to fix the mezuzah. In order to have an Ephuzah to affix on your door, you have to write it. So the writing, even though the Torah speaks about the writing, but the writing is not the objective, ultimately. So what's the gather, what's the parameters of this mitzvah? So, says the Rebbe, first of all, like this. We have a mitzvah to, of limud of learning Torah. More than that, it says Talmud Torah, connected to The mitzvah of Talmud Torah is corresponding, is as great as all, all the other mitzvahs. In other words, weighs against all the other, like all the other mitzvahs. And in this mitzvah of Talmud Torah, the main item, the main agenda is to know all of the halachis, know all of the laws with their, to know all of the clear-cut laws with their reasons. And it, he's obligated to know this, Minat Torah, biblically, till it says that he has to know, be so clear in Torah, that it should be, should be very clear and sharp in his mouth, and he should be able to answer immediately when asked. So that is, and that when a person reaches that level, that's the best um, carrying out of the mitzvah that says here, place the Torah in the mouth of the Jewish people and let them know it. Now in Parshas Vayelech there comes, besides for the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, which we already know that we have an obligation, in Parshas Vayelech the Torah comes and gives a special mitzvah to write a Torah. Why? Write a Torah and learn in this written Torah. Possibly the reason could be, says the Rebbe here in brackets, because through learning in a written scroll, there's a concept that the letters make you smarter. In other words, learning from, in a, from a written text gives you a deeper level of, 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 of wisdom. Certainly it protects you from making a mistake that can come with oral transmission, because when you learn from a safer, you don't forget it so quickly, and you can also review it all the time. All of this is 
more effective in doing what the agenda, what the objective is, which is um, not to forget Hashem and not to renege on His covenant. When Hashem gave this instruction to the Poshim Yelich, the, the act of writing was only possible through writing a Sefer Torah. Because the written Torah was all that was permitted to be. You weren't allowed to write oral Torah. Because there's a prohibition. It's called like a lion crouching over it saying, hey, you can't write anything about the written Torah. The person is forbidden to write the oral Torah. Because there was a prohibition. Till the... Uh, Till the uh, till Rabbeinu Hakadosh, the editor of the Mishnah, came and said that it would be forgotten and needed to be done. Till then, it was forbidden. So what happens is, since there's an instruction that you have to know Torah, and then Hashem said there's an instruction you have to have the written word to be able to study from. The only way it could be done up till the time of the Mishnah is by actually writing a scroll. So now, once that's the only way to fulfill what Hashem said, I need you to have a written a written place to read the Torah from. So now we have all the other details to fulfill that only possibility for having a written Torah, which is, it needs to be done with lining and with, for the right, you know, with all the laws of the, with all the intricate laws of how you write a Sefer Torah. Because in the reality, in the end of the day, if you need to learn Torah from a written thing, the only way it can be done is from a, 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 a Torah, a full Sefer Torah. However, that was then, but nowadays when we're ready, we have permission to write things that used to be only orally. As the passage that was used to introduce that is, Ace Lassus Hashem, there's a time to do for Hash, to have for, on behalf of Hashem. Even if it means, um, you know, um, overlooking certain aspects of the Torah. In other words, that prohibition not to write down has to be over, overcome. So now we do write oral Torah. And the learning in order to know what to do is we don't learn that from a Sefer Torah. Sefer Torah is, is the written Torah. But now, actually, we do our study from the Chumashim, from the Mishnah, the Gemara, and their commentaries. So the mitzvah of Kisfu, you know, is you have to have books to learn from. And there's a mitzvah to write those books. That's already with Svarim, not Sefer Torahs. In the old days, it couldn't be anything but a Sefer Torah. The agenda was to have books to learn from. It could only be a Sefer Torah. Now, that agenda can be fulfilled also by other books. And those other books that we have don't have the strict criteria of Sefer Torah. They don't have to have lined, lined parchment and so on. So, basically, based on that, um, it should be enough. What do you have to do for books? Whatever it takes to get a book in order to, be, to learn from the written word. Now, what it turns out is that we have a halacha that, that we're excerpting, we're talking about the Torah telling us to write a Sefer Torah, but we're looking at the, we're looking at the, um, the, 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 the um, how shall I say, we're looking at the message it has for us, but now we're applying it to the new reality. So we have this concept in the Gemara that says, which is, learn the concept from this place in the Torah, Uki Basra, and then place it in its place. In other words, relate it to the other place, but it will take on the characteristics of whatever you're discussing in the other place. So I say, for example, if you can learn here the, the premise that um, when in doubt, go ahead anyway, but here it's talking about one particular uh, topic. 
But we've learned that premise, apply it to the other topic, it's going to be a different topic there. There it's, we'll be talking about one particular, here it's talking about, but the logic will still apply in the new place as well. What do we say? What do we mean? So that gives a few examples. Vav. A, uh, something similar to this in an example would be the obligation to have joy on Yom Tov. In the time of the Beisamik, this took place through Shalmei Simcha, through offerings of Shlomim, carbon Shlomims that were bought to be eaten and to cause joy. So according to some opinions, Midoraisa, biblically, even in our times, you fulfill this through eating meat. Because meat creates joy. Now we understand that the meat that we eat now doesn't have all the uh, classifications and, and, and limitations and things that we had when we ate the Shalmi Simcha, when we would eat the, the Karbanis, right, that were brought. They needed to be eaten only in a state of ritual purity, in Tahara, they had to be eaten in Yerushalayim. But that's all the way that the halachas pertain to the carbon aspect of these simcha meat. But it doesn't pertain to the actual simcha aspect of the meat. The simcha aspect of the meat is simply from, from eating meat. When you eat meat, you do simcha siyamtav, you have simcha siyamtav. Similarly, in our time, as the Shas says, the Gemara says, there's another, sorry. Similarly, when there's another concept which is, this is not part of the actual um, thing we're discussing. In other words, when we're talking about all the details that exist in writing Sefetera, that's all because of the chefza, because of the object of the Sefetera that requires all those intricate laws. But that's not stemming from the obligation that the individual has to have a written work from which he can study. Because if it's if you can have a written work in a way that it doesn't require sefer like nowadays, so then he doesn't have to have that aspect is not needed. So we can understand that even according to the rosh, in the actual parameters of the mitzvah, nothing changed. The application changed because the situation changed, but the actual premise was always the same. You need a written work in order to have the Torah to be learned by the Eden. So now we have a question. How do you actually fulfill the mitzvah of writing Chumashim? If the mitzvah is writing something that you can learn from, how do you write these days? It's all printed. Even if it's going to make somebody a designate to, to, to whatchamacallit, um, to, to print, but hey, we said that it's a mitzvah to do it yourself rather than hand it over to somebody else. Okay, but we already explained there. If somebody else can do it nicer, then that's fine. And also, um, in, in chapter 9, in the Seif test, we're going to give a deeper look at this. Zion. So according to this, that when there's two things, so you could sometimes have the details that are different. In other words, some aspects of, from here we apply to there, but even though the details aren't the same. We can explain a few things few aspects in Yiddishkeit will be more understood. For example, we say that the tefillahs, the prayers we make, they're in the place of the carbon tomic. Nonetheless, even Lachatchila, we don't try to have, for example, a koyan in the room when we're davening, because, you know, the reason is because a carbon 
at some stage in history could be brought without a kayan, when there was a bummer, before we entered Rishlaim, when things could be brought on a private mizbeach, didn't have to be with a kayan. However, when it comes to the time, for example, we need to daven in the time of the karbonas. Because every carbon had its time. When that time passed, that's it. You missed it. So you see, we have some aspects where we still take the concept of the carbon and apply it. In other aspects, we don't. The Seder of Pesach. The minig is in our country that we don't eat roast meat on Pesach. In case somebody will say, it's, oh, you're eating carbon Pesach outside of Pesach Mikdash. Nonetheless, we do take a zroyatzli, we take a shank bone that's roasted as a remembrance of the Pesach that was roasted. Because we need to have something that's edible. Because the eating of the Korban Pesach was the main, was the main agenda of the Korban Pesach. We can't take that away. The whole purpose of the Pesach was to be eaten. So even though we don't have the Pesach, but we bring something that technically could be eaten. This is Raya. I'll be honest, this parag- that paragraph I just said now, but the Pesach, I, I didn't understand it fully. Then we have another concept, and that is, it says, sometimes the Gemara says, this Rabbi and that Rabbi, they're both in the same general opinion. Now we understand that they're not saying the same unanimous thing, otherwise there wouldn't have to be two opinions. But they're both in the same uh, um, mode and train of thought, but the way they apply it is going to be different. So here, in many other cases, says Oit Kahena, other things of this nature. In other words, what the Rebbe was saying here, that yes, the, the agenda is to have a, a written book to learn from. That remains. Which book it is, that's, that's not rigid. That's, the Torah never meant for that to be rigid. Whatever book is available at that time, at the time that the Torah Shavik was being written, you could only have it in Torah Shavik Once we have the, 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 the uh, Rabbeinu HaKadosh who says that now we have to have written, we have to write the Oratory, so now you can fulfill this by the books of Oratory. If I cared, it's better to fulfill it with those. Ches, according to this, we can explain. Why does Ramos say, though, if you took a book and you didn't edit it, if you took a cemetery and you didn't edit it or fix it, it's like you grabbed a mitzvah from the market and you didn't fulfill the mitzvah of writing a cemetery. And the only way you can fill the mitzvah of writing a cemetery is if you actually hired somebody to write a cemetery, or you came and you finished off, you were magia cemetery, which, as we said, is not like Rashi and Muki Yasef, who say that even when you buy a finished cemetery, you did the mitzvah. So the Rebbe says this concept that you have to actually finish it yourself, the Ramo will say this only by an actual sefer But by printed chumashim, there's no concept of actually doing it yourself. Why? Because according to all opinions, the mitzvah of writing the Torah is, has a gather, has a, a, a its, its purposes, its concept is receiving the Torah. What is the receiving Torah aspect of writing sefer Torah? When you're writing a sefer Torah, when you're doing an act to write a sefer Torah, it's, it's like... You're taking upon yourself the Torah, which then you learn from. It's like you receive the Torah. Question is, how much this act of writing is really connected with what comes out of that, which is you have a Torah to read. Since in the olden days, the first generations, the mitzvah was now right, and actually you had to write a real Sefer Torah. That was the only thing you could learn from. And once you're writing, so we know that there's all these laws that are applied to writing. You have to write it for the sake of a Sefer Torah. You have to write it on a parchment that's been worked over for the sake of a Sefer Torah, has to be lined, and many other criterias to write the whole Sefer Torah, you can't just write a little book by book. So now the object, the chefts of the Sefer Torah, really 
creates the need and 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 makes it imperative that all these details in making the is are fulfilled. So as the Rebbe, you could see it that that means that those the actual writing becomes all the details of the writing, the, the actions of the writing become part of the mitzvah of the writing sefer And that would say that, yes, even though the agenda is having a Torah to learn from, but in a time when the only way you can do that is by writing sefer so the writing of the sefer actually becomes part and parcel. It's, it's, it's imperative to be part of the writing. Or you could be looking at it differently. That really the agenda is just to have a book to read from. Okay, it has to be a sefer All the other details is... Is secondary, so you don't have to actually. If you bought it finished, it's also good. That's the two sides of the machlekes. Is the writing actually now part and parcel of the mitzvah to the extent that only when you write it yourself is it like you you you, you accepted it from Sinai, or is it still the agenda is having a sefer to read from? A sefer needs all needs to be written, needs all those other things. But if you bought a finished one, you also did the mitzvah. Test, and this is also the explanation. The two opinions about fulfilling the mitzvah. Of um, when you have a sefer the Rambam, the Rambam says, since the mitzvah is connected with the kedusha of writing the sefer and this kedusha requires all these details of having all the um, all the stipulations of writing sefer with all its details. So the actual writing sefer is not just a detail within the chefts within the object of making sure that the sefer appears. No, it's also a part of the fulfillment of the mitzvah of kisvelachem, and that's why if you did the mitzvah. By writing Sefer you have to actually be part of the writing, either writing or editing. Because through your deed, the Sefer gets 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 completed. However, Rashi and Mukhi says, even if you buy one from the market, it's also enough. They they were of the opinion that the Kedusha of the Sefer is not a part of the mitzvah of writing it. Yes, having all the details of how what makes Sefer kosher, is, is required in order that the Sefer should be a Sefer but that's not included in the mitzvah of Kisvelachem. And therefore, if you actually bought a Sefer and now you have it, it's available, even if you weren't part of the writing, you also did the mitzvah. So now we'll understand when we, re- when we say now in our days, when we don't actually write the Sefer to learn from, where today it's a mitzvah to write the Chumashim and the Mishnah and the Gemara, so it doesn't mean, even according to the Ramah, who says, if you didn't write the Sefer or you didn't edit it yourself, you're not going to fulfill your obligation. When it comes to books, even the Ramah will say, no, there's no aspect of you actually writing or printing the book. Because these Sfarim, they're, they're, they're not like a Sefer that in order for it to be a Sefer there needs to be a physical writing by, 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 uh, by a Jewish person with all the other details. Here, no. Here's, having Sfarim does not require any of those uh, they're not handwritten they can be printed the, the 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 production of it isn't tied in it doesn't become a detail within the mitzvah of making sure that you have a safer you can do it through what's called a maizik cave and a monkey can do it in other words, <laughs> a machine an automated machine nobody's you know there's, there's no human involvement really the main thing is that what comes after printing press is something readable and then that's that's fulfillment in a complete way I, we do find that the Rosh and in the Shukhan it says about Chumash and we write them, but that's just because it's coming on the heels of the source of this mitzvah, which is about writing a Sefer But again, we said this concept, we're taking the concepts it's talking about, we're putting it, we're applying it in the context of what we're talking. In this context, it's writing, 
was said in the context of actual Sefer in the context of printed books, writing doesn't mean literally writing. Yud. According to this, now we understand more how we fulfill today the mitzvah of Kisvah is write this book. By the way, we can say that this is similar to a change that has been made also that has developed the way we learn Torah. Just like when we fulfill the mitzvah of learning Torah. So today the Seder is not as it used to be originally. To learn the entire Torah. All the halachas. And then only to start learning Gemara, to start delving and pilpul and start going back and forth. We, we don't do that. First finish everything. Tanakh, the Mishnah, Gemara, Halacha, and then, right? Well, we, as this, as a, that's a different discussion, actually, why we learn differently today. Yeah, but as a footnote here, look in Milchus But that's the reality. So similarly, when we can talk about making sure to fulfill the mitzvah of having the Torah writ- written, which today means having printed books, it, doesn't mean, it means also that you don't have to have all the printed books that are available. And uh, only then will you fulfill the mitzvah. Because the pirushim on Teishabal Peh and the halachas are vast. And we see, look at people's uh, uh, libraries, not everybody has, most Yidin don't have all those books that are available. So uh, we have a sampling of books. That we'll say a little uh, uh, soon, at the end of the next ice, uh, what it is we have, you know. What kind of books? Yudalf. So according to this, what the Gemara says. If you wrote a Torah, the Torah considers it as if you received it from our Sinai. The Rambam brings this also in his Sefer Halacha, because this is the gather, the parameters of the mitzvah of writing Sefer Torah. It's similar to receiving the Torah. And it's coming through his deed, through his writing and preparing Sefer Torah, or through his buying books and learning it, He's made an action which is like the receiving of the Torah. He made sure he had written Torah books and he learned. It's only that in the first generation, early generations, it was done in one way, through actually writing Sefer Torah. And when you wrote it with your hands, so then the receiving of the Torah was mamish in a complete way. It's like he received it from Hasinai because you actually were doing something with your hand as if you received it. Um, and then it also brought to learning and fulfillment of the mitzvahs in a complete way. But similar to that is also now in every place when we buy Svarim. We're also, in a sense, making sure that we have the written word from which to learn and from which to be able to learn Torah. So from all this we understand, says the Rebbe, how important it is to try that every year should have some Svarim in his house. Matoiv would be good. It would be a small Svarim. The Rebbe would encourage we should have a house full of Svarim. But at least we should have the basic Svarim. For example, a Siddur. How to die, you know, to be able to daven from Chumashim, Tanakh, the Bible, Torah and Vimeng Suvim, Mishnayis, which is the Torah of the books of Piskei Dinim, books of Halacha, and there should be Lamda, We should learn them, and it should be placed in our mouth. In other words, we should be learning Torah and know how to do the mitzvahs. So there's a concept that everybody should have the basic books in their house, and this is, in a sense, the the modern day version of. Fulfilling the obligation of writing a Sefer Torah because you need to have written words that remind you and teach you about placing Hashem's uh, mitzvahs in your mind, in your mouth. Yud Beis, moving from one topic to another in the same topic. 
we can add the mitzvah of writing Sefer Torah, which we learned from the Pasuk, and now you should write this, stuff, this song. Really, that means the whole Sefer Torah. So the Rebbe says, we can say, in addition to the actual, literal meaning of the word, since there's nothing that's not hinted at in the Torah, so in this Sefer Torah, in Teshub in the written Torah, we really have included and alluded to all the oral Torah, which was given to Meshav Sinai, Mishnah, Talmud, Agada. And we know that what was given to Meshav Sinai includes even what, all, what any studious and diligent student is going to extrapolate and, and innovate to the end of times. So similarly it is, in terms of writing the Sefer Torah, when we look at the person who's writing the Sefer Torah, the Gemara says that somebody who writes Sefer Torah, it's as if he received it at Sinai. Um, because the Torah, you know, the Torah has the entire oral Torah included therein. And even though, simply speaking, we can learn that why is it as if, um, why is it considered as if he received it at Sinai? It's just talking about the reward that the person gets. Like the Namukei, Yesus says, why is there a big reward? Because Midas Alachamim can say, in other words, Hashem's merciful attribute will say, you know, if he worked so hard to write a Sefer Torah, you can imagine if he would have been there in the time and given the Torah, he would have definitely made the effort to come and receive the Torah. So, but in other words, we're proving about the person how committed he is. He's ready to write a Sefer Torah for sure in the time of the desert, he would have gone to receive the Torah. But it's not just a, um, a schar, it's not just a reward. And an outcome of the mitzvah of writing Sefer Torah. Rambam, however, brings the halacha in his book of halachas, and especially he put it in the middle of the first halacha of Sefer Torah, where he speaks about the actual mitzvah. He changes from the Lashon Agabon and he says, if he wrote it in his hand, it's as if he received it from Har Sinai. So from that we infer that the Indian of uh, as if he received from Sinai is a outcome and a reward from the mitzvah of writing the Torah. We could say that's like somebody who teaches this child of his chaver Torah. The Torah looks at him as if he's as if he gave birth to him. I didn't understand the last two paragraphs necessarily. I'm sorry. You'd give me Yiratzim. We could say made with the will of Hashem. Says the Rebbe that because of Mamish very soon we should have a techazena inenu. Our eyes should see with bilas melech Mashiach. Al Mashiach comes Mamish. And he writes the Mishnah Torah, he writes the second Torah, that every king has to have a second Torah, especially for the king, which is constantly with him. As it says, the Torah has to be with the king always. And he reads from it all the days of his life. And it will be revealed, the kingship of Hashem, and Hashem Hashem will be the king over the entire earth. In those days, that day Hashem will be one, and his name will be one. Um, yeah, thank you very much.